Tracks, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Trevor Zamet, who is a sculptor and uh, project supervisor at NECA Toys for many of the Turtles' toys. Hello. <laughs> hey, Trevor, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me, Brian. Oh, no, thanks for doing this. So, uh, I-, I wanted to start out, so before we get into the, the Turtle stuff, just tell me a little bit about yourself. When did you get into toy sculpting? Um... Well, I was uh, I was always like an artistic kid, you know. I was always drawing and sculpting as a kid. Um, I went to art school and I studied toy design, um, but I was re- I was kind of more of just like a general like like a designer, you know. I, I didn't really get heavily into sculpting toys really until I started at NECA. Um, before that, I was I, I was a I was a I guess my first real job, like after I graduated, um, was working as a, a product designer for Palisades Toys, and uh, I didn't sculpt anything there. I was just sort of like a production assistant, um, and then uh, I did I did a few sculptures for Mezco Toys, uh, and yeah, all of that kind of led to uh, me working at NECA eventually, and that's where I really learned how to, you know, uh, you learn like all the ins and outs of like, you know, the anatomy, uh, doing the hyper realism, you know, making stuff as accurate as possible to the films. Um, you learn about like how to articulate figures and kind of just everything, you know? Now we talked about this a little bit before the show, but, um, you said you worked at Palisades, um, during the the tail end of the Muppet line, do you remember what figures you were around for when that happened? Yeah, um, it was in two thousand and five was when I worked there, and that was like that was the last year they were, they were in business. Um, yeah, I was a huge fan of the Muppet, uh, you know, the, just the Muppets in general. I, I loved, and then the Muppet toy line was incredible, and I just I really wanted to work there, so somehow I managed to get a job there. Um, there was, towards the end, there was, uh, a second version of Animal, a second version of the Swedish Chef. They made Pops. Um, who else was towards the end of the line? There, oh, they, like, they were transitioning into Sesame Street. That's like, I had a lot of, um, I, I remember working on that a lot because that was all brand new stuff in development. So like the Super Grover figure was the only thing that came out. But there was like, you know, they're working on Ernie and Guy Smiley, the two-headed monster, and Oscar. Um, there was like a Big Bird figure that was in the works. Um, that's the stuff right off the top of my head that I remember. I was a huge. I'm still a huge fan of that old that Muppets line, and I have most of them. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking forward to seeing when I remember seeing the, the, the white sculpts of Ernie and stuff like that still in development that never came to be. Yeah, it's it's really sad because it, it was they were so cool. And like, man, it would have been awesome to have like Ernie and Bert and Cookie Monster and, you know, just some of those, you know, Roosevelt Franklin, you know. Yes. It would have been awesome to get those like. In, in Fraggle Rock, too. I know that they made a pitch to do Fraggle Rock, and it just, you know, it was never going to happen. But it's kind of a shame, because the Muppet line was, it was so good. It, you know, it would have been awesome to have those other characters, uh, um, 
you know, in your collection, like with like Kermit and New Zealand and Crazy Harry and all that stuff. Other ones you mentioned, Pops is particularly good. Pops is really cool, yeah, because that's another like kind of he's pretty obscure, you know, and like they, they that was the cool thing with the Muppet toys was like they would hit a couple of the the hardcore like the heavy hitters, you know, that like everyone wants, and then they would kind of dig deep and, and do a couple oddball or characters, you know, so it was a really like kind of solid line, you know, it was great for collect, you know, there's so many accessories. Um, the sculpting was great. They were, you know, man, those were, they were just, it was such a great line. It's a shame that, you know, it all kind of came to an end. Yeah. I mean, like, as I'm talking to you too, I see, I, I'm looking at my Marvin Suggs figure. I mean, there's so many cool, obscure, weird characters yeah, they included. That's, that's another one. Like, yeah, they made Marvin Suggs, like, and they made all of the little, um, up, you know, I forget the name of the, the little guys that he beats up, those little fluff balls. The muff, muffaphones. Yeah, the Muppaphone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're, man, those are cool toys. I wish they had done more, like, the monsters, you know, like, um, my, one of my favorites is Boppity. The, he's, like, one of the blue monsters with, like, a weird beak and stuff. Yeah, he's kind of bird-looking. Yeah, he's, he's a weird, like, furry blue, like, bird-looking monster. But, yeah, I, I wish that they had done, they'd got more into those, those guys. And, like, making Dog Lion to go with, like, Sweetums. That would be cool. I really like Big Mean Carl. I always loved his design. Who? Uh, Big Mean Carl. I think he came a little bit later. Oh, he's a late... Yeah, he's like... Wasn't he in, like, Muppet Treasure Island or something? I think so. Maybe Muppets Tonight, too. Muppet, oh, yeah, maybe Muppets Tonight. But that Sweetums figure is something special. Oh, the bear? Yes! Oh, my... That's another one that I'm like... So, Bobo and Sal are the two characters who I feel like should have been... Like, I needed to be made, and, and they weren't. Yeah, it, they probably should have been. I know, like, Sal definitely got sculpted. Um, there was, I think there was even test shots of him, maybe. I, maybe that got tooled. I think I kind of remember that, so maybe. He was definitely, like, he would have been in the next, like, if it went to, like, Series 9, maybe, like, he would have been in the very next um, series to come out, you know. He would have been in, like, Series 10 or 11. Because that, that, I do remember seeing Sal um, in the office, like, prototypes of him. For, I mean, Sal, is, it's funny because Sal is such an obscure character. But if, for those who are not versed in later Muppets, he, he was the uh, counterpart to a character named Johnny Fiamma, who also was, who was already made. So it's kind of like yeah, you had half made, a duo. Yeah, it's, you definitely get cheated there, you know, and they make half the team. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it feels incomplete. Before we move on from the Muppets, I've, were you around when they sculpted the Jim Henson figure? No, that was that was definitely before me. That's a great figure, though. That's a special toy. Like I love that toy. Yeah, yeah, that was that one was really cool. And th those would have been great too if they did more of the human Muppets. Like, they're you know all those all the puppeteers like Frank Oz and Jerry Nelson and like Dave Goals. They like they all had like. You know, Muppet versions of himself that would appear in the Jug Band and mm -hmm. kind of all over the place. That would have been another cool thing, you know, if they had made more, more of those human puppets. I would have loved that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that line could have gone on for, you know, quite a bit longer. Oh yeah, I mean, especially if you got into the Sesame Street and everything. I mean, there's so many amazing characters that could have come from that. 
Yeah, that's it's uh, it's sad, you know, all the things that that could have been. Uh, okay, so moving on from uh, the Muppets. Um, so, how did you come to work at NECA? Well, um, it's kind of similar, I guess, to what happened with Palisades. Like, Palisades was making these awesome Muppet figures, and I just, I really wanted to work there. And um, I had seen like NECA stuff. I was kind of aware of them in the in the mid two thousands. Um, and I, I had collected some of the, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, and I knew about, like, the horror figures they were doing. And, um, but then when they, when they first showed that Leonardo for the, um, you know, the original Eastman and Laird, like, comic turtles, when they, like, announced they were making, and the Ghostbusters stuff was cool, too, and they made, like, the Terror Dogs and Slimer and, uh, Gozer, but... When they showed that Eastman and Laird turtle for the first time, it like I was like, "Holy smokes, this is this is the coolest company ever," you know. And uh, and so you know, I, I I bought those figures, and they were they're still some of the best ever made, I think. Um, and then they were gonna make the the Foot Clan to go with them, and I was like, "These guys every year, like when you, I would go to Toy Fair, and I would go to." san diego comic-con every year and um it was like you'd go over to the NECA booth and it was so exciting to see like what they were going to reveal you go to like the other companies and stuff was kind of cool but you know they'd have a few few less figures you know than they did the previous year and it was like it was kind of depressing like walking around and then you go to the NECA booth and there'd be like more like they get another license or they'd be making like you know additions to uh you know the existing lines like they just kept getting bigger and better every year and you know when i saw like the foot uh the foot soldiers and and shredder you know i was like wow these like these guys are just like they're awesome and then those kind of went away they never happened you know and uh like i just kept bugging randy falk who's like the head of product development he, you know he's the one in charge over there i met randy and talked to him a couple times and he's he's the nicest guy i just kept bugging randy until he like hired me <laughs> really kind of that like is that it took a long time but like you know i work on my portfolio i'd show him stuff and i just you know any chance i got to like to talk to him at a show i just um i was just like yeah i just kept asking him like when are you gonna hire me i want to I want to make cool stuff, and eventually he did. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, that I think I got hired. I think in two thousand and ten. That was the year I started there. I gotta say about that original Mirage line. That I mean, like that those four turtles. I I think to date are still my very favorite turtle toys. Like I just I love those figures, and I I I have actually. I have one bot, a one on card set that's on my wall. Another set open. I have the bootlegs with the multicolored masks, and I have a box of the black and white ones in box. That, I mean, that's you're definitely a fan. You've got them all. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got, um, I've got all the the regular colored ones. I've got the bootlegs with the colored masks, and I've I've got a set of the black and whites as well. They're um. They really are just they're 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 really kick ass figures, you know. Well, I feel like NECA as like some other lines like 
NECA, I think, to me, strikes the perfect balance between sculpt and articulation because I feel like, you know, you see something like McFarlane, which is amazing sculpts, but the, they're statues, basically. And then, like, you know, for example, like, SH Figure Arts recently came out with really cool turtle toys that look good, but they're so poseable that sometimes it takes away from how they look. Like Or, like, um, uh, Revel Tech came out with really cool turtle yeah. toys of the recent cartoon, which are great, but in certain poses, they don't look like... They don't look right. They look too posable. The, yeah, the, the Revel Tech ones, you have to put them in, like, really, really extreme poses and and then sort of keep them there. You know, like, yep. there's... Uh, there, someone on Instagram took this awesome photo of the four Revel Tech turtles, like, sort of leaping over rooftops. And it, it looked amazing. You know, like, the, the range of movement that those figures can get are great. But if you're... Yeah, if you want them... Just in, in kind of a more basic pose, they look so segmented, you know, from the, you know, all the ball joints and stuff that they have. So, yeah, I mean, if you, if you look back through, like, the history of, like, NECA figures, you know, they started out really being more like the plastic statues. You know, a lot of guys from McFarlane, like, transitioned over to NECA. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if you looked at, if you look at NECA figures over the years, you can see this really cool, like, evolution of, like, you know, trying to keep the sculpts as, you know, as good as they, they can be, like, keep the likenesses pretty, you know, super accurate. You're still trying to do, like, really kick-ass sculptures. Um, but over the years, you just see, like, more and more articulation being added in. And, you know, it, it eventually found, like, a really good balance, like you said, of just, you know, like, functionality. It's, like, form and function. It's... Um, yeah, the, the years that I was there, you know, it was just, really, it was just four or five sculptors and a couple of our, the painters is, you know, a bunch of guys sitting in a room just every day playing with toys and, you know, looking at what works and what doesn't. And we were constantly trying to improve and get better. And, you know, we really, we all, like, really care about what we're working on. So, um, yeah, we were just trying to make... We we're, were, like, always making toys for ourselves, you know? We just wanted to make cool stuff that we would want to play with, you know? Um, and that, I think that was kind of the core of it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I know this kind of predates you being there, but, like, so the original Turtles line just came out with the four Turtles and an exclusive April, maybe a couple of different repaints of that. Um, and I think Mausers. Do you know... Um, what like what ended the line like did it just not sell the way they thought or i think it was um like they were contractually they were limited to like they were excluded from mass market stores like toys r us like they were kind of limited to i guess online sales and back in 2008 i don't think the online sales were as strong as they are now Mm. you know so it was like it was just limited to specialty shops and comic book shops. And, and back in 2008, I think, you know, that was around the time that, you know, um, tower records and Virgin mega store and like all of those places were all going out of business, you know? So those, those small little retail shops were all disappearing basically. And I think it, you know, the sales just weren't, um, weren't strong enough to, you know, continue the line back then. I guess it makes sense too, because by 08, like, 
The 2003 series was in its waning years. That Nickelodeon hadn't bought the license yet, so like Turtle Mania yeah, wasn't really back yet. That is that's very true too. Like when those came out, that it was like in between. I guess like the you know it was after the yeah the 2003 show the Nick show hadn't premiered so yeah it definitely all like all the success that we've had now the definitely the Nick show has a ton to do with that it just it really brought like po- the popularity and the, the awareness of turtles back I uh, recently interviewed Randy Falk for um, Clutter Magazine and I remember I'd forgotten this but I remember talking to him about that and he had said uh, one thing that may have held that back too was um, so many people don't know that they all used to wear red masks. Yeah, see that? Uh, I guess people don't know. Like to me, that sounds crazy. Right. Like, me too. Kind of a diehard fan, <laughs> so I guess that confuses people that they're all red. But I don't know. I mean, you figure our market too is like we're selling to like the collectors and the fans, like. It's not like that to me would be more of a mass market retail problem. Yeah. But yeah, mate, that might have been. I like that. Like, honestly, like Randy would know better than me because he was, you know, he was there working on this stuff. Like when it happened, I, you know, everything that I, I was, you know, I just heard it like, you know, after the fact. So, I mean, I'm a Turtle Super fan too, but I feel like I've always known that. Like the original NES arcade cartridge was probably my first exposure to all red masks, but I mean, like, I, I think I always knew that at some point prior they were all red. Yeah, before the car- before the Fred Wolf cartoon, like, there was the, like, the scary, weird comic, and you'd get, like, there would be weird artwork, like, on, on video game posters and on, on the cartridges, and, yeah. I mean, it, it was out there, you know? So, yeah, I don't know, and especially nowadays, with everything being on the internet and all those old books being reprinted like over and over again. It's, it is weird that people forget or they just didn't know. Yeah. Now with that original line, uh, so shredder and the foot soldiers were shown back, you know, maybe in 09, 2010, but they were never made until recently. Were you part of, uh, cause I know you were heavily involved in the turtles line. Were you part of bringing that to life? Was it the same old sculpts or? Yeah. Um, that to me was like I was I had I definitely had to do with resurrecting them. Mm-hmm. Um, the four horsemen originally sculpted all of that stuff. The, they sculpt the four horsemen. You know that those guys are real famous. Um, they they originally they sculpt they designed and sculpted the um, the four turtles and then they did Shredder and the Foot Soldiers. Um, but yeah, it it. The foot soldiers originally got canceled, but when we were talking about bringing them back and doing them as, um, uh, you know, doing them all in video game colors, I was like, we had the sculpt for the new turtles done. Like I, I had made the sculpt for the new cartoon video game turtles, but I, I was thinking like if we resurrect these old foot soldiers and and this shredder that people have been dying for you know we could probably do them like we could mix around some parts and get video game repaints out of them and then eventually like we can re- we can release them like they should be like as comic books so like in their in their mirage versions so i i just took the paymaster photos that we had from work 
and I just like Photoshop colors into them and kind of just did a quick pitch to Randy like because yeah, all I wanted to do was make sure that those those original um, villains saw the light of day because I just when I went in for my interview like when I had my job interview with Randy you know like you've been in the studio and you you see like all the prototypes sitting out mm-hmm. on the shelf and in that back corner there's like all the original turtles and foot soldiers and when I was there for my interview like before and after the interview I had to go over and look at them and just sort of like kind of like just marvel at them like I was stargazing you know looking at the, and it was it was just to me it was like a crime that those things never, you know, they were never going to see the light of day. So I, I, I did everything I could to kind of resurrect them and, and get them out there. Well, I'm glad you did. I actually bought two sets, so I had enough to, like, army build a little bit. Awesome. Which is... Yeah, I mean, they're perfect for army building. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, you, you got to have, like, kind of double the number of, you know, you need, like, five or six or seven foot soldiers to surround the turtles, you know. Exactly. Um, now, so, did NECA lose the Turtles license and then reacquire it years later when it came time to do the video game Turtles? Yeah, um, well, I think part of it was, you know, Turtles changed hands, you know, and, like, Mirage sold everything to, um, uh, to Viacom or, you know, to Nick. So, yeah, I think at some point it was, it was done, it was over. And then when Nick picked it up, I think Nick contacted us about, like, going back in and maybe, you know, making some new things, making new product or whatever. Um, Randy could tell you a much better story about that. You know, Randy just sort of, um, I, like, I, I sculpted the, the cartoon turtle. Uh, I sculpted a Raphael just for myself because I just wanted, like, a, like a cartoon-accurate Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. I just I sculpted one for for myself and I showed it to Randy. I was like, "Hey, check this out," and he's like, "Oh man, that's cool." Um, he's like, "We've been talking to Nickelodeon about like doing new turtle stuff," and he's like, "Maybe that should just be your next project." He's like, "Just stop what you're working on and just finish this." And it it's kind of crazy how it evolved into like two or three years of you know just it was like non-stop turtles i just i made one just just for the hell of it you know one night and then all, all, we were kind of off to the races after that that's so cool so i mean the first ones they did were those um those video game paints right yeah the um yeah originally like we we had had so much like success with uh you know, doing, like, the video game repaints. Of, you know, like, there was, like, our Jason figure that we did is, like, the old Nintendo. Like, the, he's, like, all purple and blue based on the old 8-bit uh, Friday the 13th game. That figure kind of kicked off a whole line of, like, crazy video game repaints with, like, pixelated colors and, and all that. So, um, yeah, the plan was always to make uh, these cartoon figures but before that we were like it would be cool to go back and revisit the um you know the old classic like arcade game because that's uh you know it's so popular like fans like all the everybody knows that game everyone loves it so 
you know, doing the doing the cartoon. And I think Nickelodeon was really looking for like fun, stylized, kind of bizarre concepts, and that like the video game turtles like fit into that pretty well. And then the other thing that I really wanted to do was like um, all the other video game characters are always like the packaging always looks like their old Nintendo cartridge or like the old box, you know, from the video games. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we really need to, um, we need to like get that crazy artwork that was on like the arcades, you know, with like the, like the human actors is like, yeah. Um, April and Shredder. Really terrible looking costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Like bizarre. Yeah. Like so, and then like the airbrush turtles that are just sort of like, <laughs> dropped in you know like it, it the artwork for the arcade cabinet was so crazy so um i knew if we could we could use that that's like the icing on the cake for this set of figures so um randy and randy really like kind of pushed for that and and convinced nick to let us do it because they're pretty strict with their style guides you know you have to kind of stay like on brand with mm -hmm. them um, but you know, Randy, Randy totally gets like the, how all these crazy concepts work, you know, like Randy's, Randy's awesome. And then our package designer, Chris Ramo just did like an amazing job of like making this all work, like in a, you know, with the window box that like folds down and there's like the, the buttons and the joystick and everything. And yeah, we, we just all kind of collaborated and made like this this crazy arcade set yeah the the packaging on that on those boxes was a stroke of genius i mean like the uh, so if for those who don't have these toys um it, it's a window box four pack but instead of the flap in the front flipping up like most toys it flips down and looks like the arcade cabinet and has like buttons and stuff and it looks it's such a cool design that's like yeah. so simple yet so clever that that was randy's idea to just like turn the box upside down so it like if because i was I was doing sketches, like trying to make the box look like a, somehow make it look like a video game cabinet itself, and it was getting super complicated. And Randy was just like, "What if the, what if the flap just drops down, and that's, you know, the graphics are on there, and then we got all the pixelated stuff for the Foot Clan, you know, where there's like the, it looks like the box is on fire, and there's like Foot Clan graffiti on their version." Yep, like the le that one level that's on fire in the game, yeah. Yeah, even, like, if some people, they're not, like, it, they, they might just see the toys as, like, these are just, like, goofy repaints or something, but the box is so cool that it's, that's kind of like, you know, like I said, it's the icing on the cake. It's kind of like the, the hook that, you know, that makes you want to buy the thing, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan of Turtles in Time, which is actually, I actually own the arcade cabinet of that, um, but I, that those sets, wow. like, even, like, the, um, the set of that, like, even Mikey being the slightly yellowy instead of the orange, like, just the attention yeah. to detail was great. That, like, that was all, like, I sometimes go too far with, like, some of that craziness. Like, it is weird to me that, like, the artwork on the old cabinets, like, Michelangelo was, like, he had a yellow bandana, you know. But, yeah, we, we really wanted to, like, push the colors, you know, and, and get them, you know, we, we wanted to get them away from, like, the regular toys and the kind of what was familiar with the cartoon. We wanted these to be, you know, we knew we were going to be making the, the cartoon versions eventually. So 
we try to push like as far in the other direction like make sure donatello's like really like neon magenta like almost pink you know like his bandana and stuff and mikey make him like really kind of you know give him that weird like yellow color so we really wanted to make him as different um as possible you know like no one's ever seen before yeah it's really such a dynamic looking set i love those toys i mean you're talking about the the packaging so i mean let me tell you i love the fact so the san diego comic-con 20 the 2017 right figures yeah yes the the box set for that was this really cool vinyl style case like the old turtle toys would come in uh and i absolutely love that you got ken mitchroni to do that artwork because he's like kind of an obscure artist but like yeah. he embodies the archie line in such a cool way um yeah that was kind of crazy how that all came together too because um ken was just hanging out at our booth at comic-con and he was he's just looking um uh, i think he was looking at the movie turtles we had we had just shown the movie turtle prototypes for the first time and it, that, it was the year that the uh, that the video game stuff was for sale and so ken was just at our booth like look he goes oh man these are great like wow you guys did a great job with these things they're so cool and i just started talking to him and then it like it turned out like it's ken matroni he's like the archie comics like ninja turtle illustrator you know it was like holy cow this is it was just a weird coincidence that i bumped into him like and struck up a conversation with him you know and uh so we we started talking and he's like i'd love to work with you guys on something like you guys really look like you're having fun with this stuff so i knew like i knew that i wanted to do like a, a vinyl like a collector case and you know and randy was like we, we should you know we should do a big set that's got like all eight figures in it and do something that's really like it's going to be this massive thing and we were looking online and i was like holy cow it's going to be the 30th anniversary of the turtles cartoon too so all this stuff was just sort of lining up and um and then i was like ken would be the perfect one to do an illustration because i didn't want to just use like the generic like style guide art you know mm -hmm. i wanted it to really be unique and special and you know ken drew like the the convention center in the background of the illustration it was just like it was so cool we wouldn't have had that if we had just kind of you know done it, you know if, if it was just the regular kind of artwork you know ken having ken work on it would made it just even more special and it, even though he, he worked on the archie comics it's like we're at comic-con and it just all seemed to kind of come together you know um yeah so that was that was a lot of fun to work on I was impressed by that because, like, I, I mean, the convention center in the background is a cool detail, and I love the artwork of them jumping out. But something about Mitroni's artwork, like, captured kind of this great personality. And the the, yeah. the top of the box, for those who had the collector's case, the top of the box is these four headshots, the turtles. And I, I just love those headshots. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. Like, Ken just drew that to fill space. You know, he's like, you know it's like what do you put on the top of the box and he's like i don't know i'll just i'll just draw some turtles you know it's like that that was totally just something that he just added but it totally it, he has that touch you know like ken ken is just like if you ever get a chance to meet him 
he's the nicest guy in the world and he's just so like he's so full of life and just so happy and like he makes everyone around him happy you know he's just like this he works in the animation industry mainly and he is kind of like just this living cartoon you know if <laughs> you get to spend any time with him um yeah ken is awesome and yeah i, I was really happy with the way that that whole um that box you know came came together so for those unfamiliar with it, that box set came with the four turtles, which were essentially, I mean, slight re-sculpts, but mostly repaints of the video game turtles, as well as two-foot soldiers, uh, Krang and the Bubble Walker, and Shredder, which was really the most ambitious set you guys had done for the turtles, for sure. Do you want to talk a little bit about it's, that? Well, I mean, it's honestly, it's one of the most ambitious sets we've ever done, like, for anything. You know, we've never done a Comic-Con exclusive that was that big. Um, you know, anytime we do a, a series of figures, it's like, you know, there's three predators or there's three aliens in a, in a, in a series, you know, we do two packs all the time, but beyond that, it's like, we've never really done anything that massive before. And we're limited to just selling them at Comic-Con. So it was definitely, um, you know, ambitious is, is I guess the, the right word it, it was it was crazy but yeah i'm i'm happy that uh we got to do stuff like the bubble walker you know i thought we were just gonna we were gonna have krang on the tripod and then he would basically just be like he's like half a figure mostly kind of just like a glorified accessory <laughs> um but randy randy figured out how to you know make it all work you, you know budget everything out and Randy's like, no, we should do the bubble walker. And I was like, holy crap, like this is, you know, look, stuff like that really puts it over the edge. You know, the the four turtles are pretty much just repaints. Like they have some new hands. They've got some new accessories. Their uh, bandanas, the, the little bandana ties in the back of their head, like those details were new. Mm -hmm. um, but pretty much head to toe. Oh, and their knee pads. I re-sculpted the knee pads. So there's slight little differences on the turtles, but really it was like the Foot Clan was, you know, had most of the new. There's a lot of new Shredder parts, new Foot Soldier, and then Krang and the Bubble Walker are all, you know, entirely new. I was impressed at how much Shredder was resculpted, especially from the video game line, when you kind of just could have repainted it and said that was it. Yeah, we wanted to do more than that. You know, we didn't want to just re. You know, we reused the the armor and the legs. And the uh, the arms, he has a new torso, a new head. The cape turned out really cool. But, yeah, it was like we tried to get as much new stuff in there as we could, you know, for the, you know, the budget we had to um, to work with. The uh, And some of the accessories, I, mean, I could always use more accessories, but the, the turtle com, especially for some reason the closed one, it fits beautifully in the side of the, the belt, which was really cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping for. You could sort of just like tuck that in the belt or something. Oh, it fits, it fits perfectly and doesn't really fall out, which is great. Yeah, and the that's, um, yeah, that's that's cool. You discovered that because a lot of the time we don't like we'll sculpt all this stuff and then we never really like it never comes with a diagram or like we don't really explain it. You know, we let people like you can tuck uh, Michelangelo's nunchucks like you you can tuck them like back in the belt, you know, because the, the belt's pretty rubbery. So, you know, there's little stuff you can kind of discover on your own. Like, the hands are sculpted to do very specific poses. 
that you know we put that in some of the photos that we like that we show online but nothing's ever like called out like in a diagram or anything so it's it's always cool and like you know you discover little details like that like the communicator getting tucked in the belt well a very cool detail is um raf's hands always have just enough space to hold the size between his fingers which is so cool yeah everybody loves that pose so that's kind of like ninja turtle toy 101 like raf has to be able to do that even though he like he may never have done that in the cartoon, I don't think, but that like I think that's more of like a comic book or um, it's not really even a movie thing. I don't know. Like I guess it, it originated in the comics. I think so. That that that's the kind of thing like the the original turtle, the Mirage Turtles that we did. You know, those that Raphael could do it, and yep. ever since that, it's like that's kind of like a they have to do it. You know. One of the cool little accessory was the fact that the pizza was able to be held in the sigh by Raphael like the opening credits of the cartoon. Yeah, that I, that I thought was going to be really fun, you know, to, you know, you can just see the pictures on Instagram, like people posing that. And yeah, that, that was a little detail that I was like, yeah, we have to do this. This is like, you know, um, it would be, that, that's a really cool feature. Now, moving on from that line, I mean, you know, I, we'd be remiss not to talk about the uh, the the incredible uh, quarter scale movie line. Um, yeah, those things, man, it's unbelievable too. That like it took so long for for movie turtles to to get made. You know, it was like twenty seven years after the first movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that like we were the first ones, kind of. You know, like there's the Prime One statues. And our figures, like, we showed them both at Toy Fair that year. It was, like, all of a sudden, there was, like, movie-accurate, like, 1990 Ninja Turtles. Um, but, yeah, that that was another one. Like, getting to work on the Cartoon Turtles was really cool. But for me, like, the Holy Grail project was the movie Turtles. You know, that, that first movie, I just, I love it to death. It's one of my favorite films. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so getting to work on these things, it was, like, just a dream come true. Mine, too. I mean, last week I spoke with um, Steve Barron from, from uh, the director of the first Turtles movie. And, oh, wow. And it's, it's, it's um, of everything Turtles. I mean, and I'm, I'm very generous. Like, I'm a fan of everything. Like, I even find some weird merit in Next Mutation and things like that. Like, I'm a fan of everything, and that first film is my very favorite Turtles anything. I love that movie. Yeah, it's there's something like about it that's just so perfect and like I like I I feel like I was the perfect age to see it when I was a kid like it really I was about 9 or 10 years old so it was like this perfect mix of like just kind of scary and violent enough without it you know being some crazy like like a rated R movie that my mom would never let me see you know it's like they you know beat the crap out of Raph you know, and like Shredder is like super scary in that movie, and it was so cool. It was so different from the cartoon that was so like goofy and you know like lighthearted. And so yeah, being like nine or ten years old, that had like a like a lifelong like lasting impression on me. You know, and it's um, and it's just so in the Henson suits, like you just totally believe that they're real 
you know, like the way and the, and the difference between the first and like the second movies, I think, are like you watch the first movie and it really feels like you're down in the sewer with them. You know, it's uh, there's something about that movie that just like it's it's um, it's so good. Oh, yeah. And it's just to me like and I, you know, I love the original Mirage comics, but to me, like that movie takes what was perfect about the Mirage comics and adds a good amount of fun and humor that was from the 87 tune. It's just that perfect blend. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it, it's a great balance. Um, but also, like, there's something about movies that are just, like, the most important thing ever. You know, like, you can be reading a comic book, and you're like, this is great, but you're like, when does a movie come out? Or, like, you're watching a cartoon, and it's like, this is fun, but, you know, I heard, there, you know, there's a movie coming out next year. I can't wait to see the movie. Like, and it, like... It's just, you know, so making, getting to make those figures, it, it's, it was awesome. Like we, you know, we make tons of Alien and Predator and Freddy and Jason. We make all these cool 80s and 90s sort of things. You know, we make tons of RoboCop and Rambo and Terminator. And, and it was like, the, where, where are the turtles? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we got, it seemed like. A natural like next step because yeah luckily um you know randy knew i was just like like such a diehard fan so like pretty much after i had finished the um the original uh like video game cartoon turtle sculpt pretty much right when that was done randy was like okay your next project is the you know the henson movie turtles and it was like this is the greatest thing ever. Like, <laughs> we're actually going to do it. Holy crap, you know. How did you achieve that level of accuracy with them? I mean, like, did you just watch the movie continuously? I just over and over. I watched the Blu-ray over and over again, frame by frame. And anything that you could find online, like pictures of the suits and, you know, just, you just, it's like I would just obsess over every little detail. It's It's all the... All the stuff that we would do for any other movie, you know, like when we'd be working on, I, I, I did some Freddy figures and I worked on Predator stuff and I worked on Gremlins, um, you know, all those NECA figures, I'd work on that stuff. And it was just anything you could find online, like you get the Blu-ray and just watch it. You watch the bonus features and you just try and absorb, you know, everything. Um, and then something happened where like tom spina are you familiar with tom spina designs uh i think i've heard the name but i don't know well okay tom tom does a lot of like restoration stuff for like old uh movie props like uh he's worked on a bunch of star wars stuff i think he's most famous for um you know some of the star wars restorations but like tom will you know, people will send him stuff like I like. Here's a Batman cowl from the '89 Tim Burton movie, and Tom will like lovingly like restore it and like bring it back from, you know, basically like just falling apart into dust. And um, and I think because Randy is such a huge Star Wars fan, um, Randy started talking to Tom about you know just Star Wars stuff. Like they were both just geeking out over. Uh, like Tom did a like a like a Mos Eisley Cantina commercial. Like he did all the monster, like all the aliens and stuff for that. Anyways, Tom 
got like one of the original Ninja Turtle suits. Uh, someone sent it to him to do like restorations. And Randy was friends with him. Randy was like, hey, like Tom has like a Leonardo. Well, like one of the original Leonardo suits, if you want to go check. Or maybe it was Donatello. Crap, I can't remember. You know what? I think I have actually seen this. I think it was Leo. Even though the mask looked kind of purpley, I think it was Leo. Tom has done, here's the thing. Tom has done more than one Turtle And I think it looked like Donatello, but it's because all the dyed blue fabric, like, turns purple over the years. Because, like, the old Adam West cowls, they're all purple now because the the dye, like, fades. Anyways, long story short, like... You know, I'm working on this project for, I don't know, a couple months trying to sculpt all this all this stuff and make it as accurate as possible. And then it just so happens that, like, Tom Spina has an, an original turtle suit, like, in his shop, you know. So me and and, um, and Jeff Trapp, who's, who's the painter, he did all the, you know, he did all the painting on the movie Turtles. We, we drove out to his shop and just and looked at the original thing and there's especially with the paint there's so much detail on the suit that like you don't see in the movie like all these weird little swirls and freckles and hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff and the little textures like all, like the little skin um, they're not really scales but you know there's all these there's just all this stuff like they almost had like a basketball texture like stamped into them. And, uh, yeah, anyways, we just took a bunch of pictures. We, you know, we kind of studied that thing. He was nice enough to let us check it out. And, um, yeah, it's really like that, that we got really lucky with that. Most of the time it's just, it's just watching the Blu-ray and like zooming in on stuff and, you know, just getting really obsessive. What was the hardest part of that? Like, which what part of the sculpt was the hardest to capture? Um, I think like the shell took a really long time to do, mm. and I and I noticed that they all had different shells, and so I was like, I want to sculpt four different shells, you know. And Randy was like, we can't afford doing four shells, but. Um, then I was like, okay, I think I know how we can make two shells, but then make them different enough that like we could get four shells out of two shells, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I noticed, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Donatello and Raphael's shells. And then there's a lot of similarities between Mikey and Leo's. And I was like, okay, if we can, you know, if I can do two shells, I can, you know, I can kind of stretch it out into four. And so that that was difficult. They have weird, you know, trying to trying to sculpt them so they look muscular, but also like you want them to have individual body types. You know, you don't want it just to look like the same body like over and over again. And like you want it to look like a guy in a suit, but you also want to capture that living breathing creature that comes across on screen. Yeah. You know, you're it's it's just, it's crazy to, to, you start getting into all these details and you got to step away from it and look at it. And it's like, I, I do want it to look like a guy in a suit, but I also just, I want it to have some of that same realism and that magic that's, you know, that, that Henson put into it. That, like, that kind of, 
in a weird way was the most difficult part. So like there were certain photos that I'd gravitate toward, like I'd always keep up on my screen when I was, uh, when I was working on the thing. Um, but yeah, trying to, trying to still like make it look muscular, but not like a super ripped human, you know, and not like a weird, like turtle suit, you know, like a latex suit. Like th- those were, you have to find it. It's just, it's like everything else at NACA, you try to strike that balance between, you know, the sculpt and the articulation and I don't know. The whole thing was, <laughs> it was really challenging. I remember when I first met you. So we met, uh, you and I met at um, Alamo Draft House in Yonkers at a, at a double screening of the first two Turtles films. And uh, I'd already been collecting the Turtles line at that point. And I, I hadn't realized that Raph and Don have the like a bulky, a little bit slightly bulkier body than Leo and Mikey. It's, yeah, that was, it, it was weird that like, when I was watching the movie and really studying it for the figures, it's like Donatello is like one of the most pumped up turtles in the film. Like <laughs> if you just, if, in you know, after being obsessed with turtles for almost 30 years, it's like, you know, he shouldn't, he's kind of like the nerdy one. You'd think he'd have maybe a, like he was more into like reading books and not hitting the gym. But when you're looking at the characters in the film, it's like, he's got like super ripped muscles on him. And and then Leo and, and Mikey were the had more of the slender builds, you know. So then it's we were able to get different parts for like the shoulders and the upper arms, you know. Like Mikey and Leo share an upper arm, and 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 Don and Raph share like a more. I try to make them more muscular so their shoulders would be a little more broad. Um, yeah, they do show so, yeah. up. Was there, I mean, I'm guessing it was just something you couldn't do, but was there a desire to make Mikey shorter than the rest? Oh, of course there was, yeah. It just wasn't in the budget. To, it was basically like tooling a whole separate figure, ah. which like we just couldn't do. I wish we could, because that's the thing that probably, like, it kills me the most, I think, that it's like, oh, I, did, I, I wish we could have done him, like, just a little smaller, because to me it stands out he's so big, but... Um, you know, it's it just is what it is. We have like these constraints that we have to, you know, work around. There's every every project is you know it's a compromise at some point. It's you know it's just the nature of it. So yeah, I I, I really wanted to have a like a smaller Mikey, but it just it wasn't going to happen. Now I'm curious uh, about those. How are the four expressions chosen? Like. Because that's we got to be like the kind of the key thing, right? Yeah, um, that's that's tough sometimes too. Like we start getting, uh, we'll sort of look at them and study it. Kind of whoever's the project manager, I guess. Like really, I, it was me and, and uh, Jason Fraley. Like did the head sculpts. Like I sculpted Donatello head to toe, and then Jason Fraley, who's like an amazing sculptor I, I wanted jason to really do like all the heads because he's he's got a way of capturing like a the personality and the character you know he's done some like just amazing work and he's obsessed with like puppets and and all the jim henson stuff he loves dark crystal and labyrinth and everything so i knew he was the guy really to be sculpting the heads um 
but it, it's just you, you have to you, you don't want to go like too extreme you know because then it's sort of just locked in this one pose but you want to be able to like capture you know like all of the you know the turtles have such distinct like personalities that it's it's kind of easier in some ways like Raph is the hothead you know he's always the angry like aggressive one and you know Leo's very stoic and he's you know he's the the leader and uh, Mikey's always the fun smiling one and it's um I had a couple I like again we you know you go frame by frame through the movie just pulling reference and uh I had a couple shots for um like a couple there's there's just a couple frames of the film for for Rath and for Leo I was like I knew like these would make like this right here like pause it here this would make a great action figure and so he just you just save those and like i'd send them to jason i'd be like what do you think of this i think this is this is a perfect head for raf this kind of captures all his attitude and emotion and i think like i was looking at a lot of the stuff at the end of the film for donatello you know when they're on the rooftop fight Mm -hmm. um there's just something about the end of the movie I thought like it captured like it would it would make for the best like Donatello action figure you know kind of um, it's it's tough when you're doing these puppets you know because like the expressions can be so extreme you know everything's like kind of over animated I, I really I wish we could have done like multiple heads for the turtles so you could kind of have like they could be in fight pose and then they could be in like sort of happy goofing around you know poses but that too just wasn't you know that wasn't in the budget i mean the ones you chose though and like i mean of course i would love to have multiple heads but i mean the ones you chose i mean were really great choices and i think they're all amazing i mean i'm a donatello fan first and foremost and he turned out an amazing an amazing sculpt just a kind of like that thoughtful but kind of that like in that movie he has kind of a quirky attitude that he doesn't have anywhere else which i really like um yeah that too i think it's crazy that they ended up giving uh making cory feldman the voice of him instead of like they could have very easily put cory feldman as a michelangelo character and it's weird that they get they, they made him donatello you know it's funny though I, I you know and i've heard some people not be crazy about that and i i'm a huge like i'm always been a donnie guy and what i like about that movie is i feel like they make donnie smart through humor instead of you know he can't he can't build yeah. a spaceship you know what I mean? In that movie. So he, his jokes are like, Mikey's more fun loving and kiddish, but Donnie's a bit like, he quips a lot. He says like a kind of snarky things. Like he calls, you know, Casey Jones names and things like that. So like, I don't know. I feel like he was funnier in this, but it still showed him to be smart, which I really liked. Yeah. He's, he, he is sort of like one step ahead of everybody, you know? And yeah, it's, um, he, it's, it's a great Donatello. You know, I think him and the, um, Rob Paulson's version in the in the Nick cartoon are like those are the best Donatellos I think that are that are out there. I completely agree. And honestly, talking about the heads, one last thing is they're all amazing, but that Leo head is something special. That was Jason's favorite. Um, oh, it's amazing! Originally, like the original plan was, I was going to sculpt Donatello and Leo, and uh, and then Jason was going to do Mikey and Raph. And then, um, and I, like I had, I had a rat, I, I had a Leo head sculpted. I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. 
And then um, Jason just, you know, like he'll get he'll get into a zone and he just keeps working. And um, when when I saw his final head, I was like, I don't know, it looks kind of like it's too aggressive or something. And then when I saw it painted up, I was like, oh, my God, this is like this is the best. And Jason. Jason was like calling me on the phone. And he's like, I hope you don't mind. Like I went ahead and just finished Leo. And he's like, this, I, there's a lot of little subtleties that I put into like Jason studies. He just st studies the film, like to no end, like some of the best reference he told me he found was like the scene where there were April, where the antique store catches on fire. And you get all the, all this crazy lighting, like that sort of wraps around Leo's face. And, oh, wow. uh, and some of it's kind of blurry, but, um, it, like Jason, like found these little nuances just from every scene in, in the movie. But what he said, one of the most, um, one of the most helpful when he was sculpting, it was like the, uh, that antique store fire, you know, but yeah, it's, I think hands down, like Leo is like the, you know, that's the best sculpt, the best figure. You know, it's funny because you figure the the obvious place to look, especially for Leo, would be the meditating. Yeah, of course. That and the um, when he's when he's arguing with Raph up in the um, in April's apartment, you know, like because it's it's pretty like even lighting. You know, it's just he, they're in like a room. It's not like extreme one way or the other. But yeah, it's um, yeah. He said he said that fire scene was like was really helpful. Wow. I, I know also, too, by now, we've, uh, the, as we speak, they've announced uh, the Dimension X Turtles, Dimension X figure line with Slash, Dragon, Granador. I mean, is there anything you wanted to say about those before we wrapped up? Um, well, th yeah, I worked on those, too, and that's another, like, crazy cool thing. Like, fans have been, uh, you know, the response to the, the new Turtle stuff that NECA's has made has been so positive that, um, it allowed me to do crazy stuff like make Trag and Granitor. You know, Slash is kind of a no-brainer because you, you reuse so many. It's a basic turtle body with a new head, new shell. You give them, like, claws and stuff. So Slash is kind of an easy figure to make, and it's cool. There's not a lot of Slash figures out there. But, um, man, like, the, the video game figures were so popular, and then the the cartoon stuff and the movie stuff, like people have been eat, eating it up, you know? So, I, you know, Randy just kind of, I, I was like, I want to make Trag and Granitor. And Randy was like, okay, go ahead. You know, like, well, we can, we can do, you know, a bunch of versions of them and, and they'll be cool. I, you know, it was just, it was, I, I really don't know what to say. I feel like I, I was so lucky to have been able to, uh, to work on this stuff and the fact that I got to do Trag and Granitor there's never been a Granitor figure ever no and he's so like he's so like and the Trag figure from the old line I, I like the toy but it has it looks nothing like the character but oh it's it's crazy it's the craziest toy like that was one of the things I loved about the Playmate stuff is kind of how different like Napoleon was you know like None of the stuff was. It's like the toy guys and the cartoon guys were not <laughs> paying attention to like what the other one was doing. You know, they were totally off on their own world. And so the playmates, the old playmates figures, have a real charm to them because they're they're so crazy. Um, 
yeah, I just, I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do rock soldiers <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and, and Randy was like, yeah, go ahead. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Kind of just, it's like one of those crazy little bonus things, you know? Well, honestly, my last, I, I had two more, one more, uh, two more questions left. Um, first, what, what's your favorite turtle? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, something like it depends maybe on the source material. Like generally speaking, it might be Raph. But like in the new cartoon, I think Donatello's so great, you know. And like in the movie, like Donatello's great, but um, like Raph is. I don't know. Probably Donatello and Raph is probably. If I think about it, it's probably one of those two. And I have a question. And I don't know if you can answer this. I don't think this qualifies as spoilers, um, and if, or if you can't answer, then don't. Um, I want to know what turtle toy we will never see from NECA, so people should stop asking for it. <laughs> oh man, um, boy, who would, what are we not going to see? Uh, maybe the Technodrome. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the full scale technodrome. <laughs> it's like I've honestly I've learned over the years at NECA is like never say never, you know. Because when when I had my job interview with Randy, I was like, damn, those the Shredder and, and the Foot Clan, like those guys are so cool. And Randy was like, yeah, that, like it's there's no chance those are ever gonna get made. And then sure enough, they did. You know, like there was a time when. Like, I'm a huge RoboCop fan, and, I, you know, we had made the figures, and I was like, we should make Ed 209. Like, how cool would that be? And Randy was like, nah, it's too big. Like, we'll never make Ed 209. And then, you know, like, six months later, we made Ed 209, you know? So it's like, at NECA, it's like, never say never is what I learned over the years. That's very cool. Let's let's just say tattoo for the sake of it. We we'll probably won't see the tattoo figure. <laughs> tattoo, yeah, probably not tattoo. Maybe not worm. I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah. Well, honestly, Trevor, that really covers it. Um, I want to say thank you for uh, for doing this, and thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, man. It was a lot of fun, Brian. On a half shell, they're on a mission When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing That they stayed at home Instead of fighting these ninja masters With moves like lightning They were once normal, but now they're mutants Splinter's the teacher, so they are the students Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello Make up the team with one other fellow Raphael He's the leader of the group Transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop Pizza's the food that's sure to please These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese Back to the story, it's not hard to find Ninjas not just of the body, but of the mind Those were the words that the master instructed But a letter from Shredder had Splinter abducted That was the last straw, spring into action Step on the foot, now they're gonna lose traction Now this is for real, so you fight for justice Your shell is hard, so you shout, they can't dust us off Like some old coffee table Since you've been born, you've been willing and able To defeat the snake, protect the weak Fight for rights and your freedom to speak Now the villain is chilling so you make a stand Back to the wall, put your sword in your hand Remember the words of your teacher, your master Evil moves fast, but good moves faster than light Shining for your illumination Good versus evil equals confrontation So when you're in trouble, don't give in and go sour Try to rely on your turtle power